Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. bless the Lord on today. Thank God for the choir. Hallelujah. They can't hear you, but would you just praise the Lord for them anyway? The Tabernacle of Praise Church Sanctuary Choir. Hallelujah. No defeat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to win because God is the greatest power. And because he's the greatest power, we cannot be defeated. Hallelujah. The word intimates to us that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Doesn't say we won't get into warfare. We won't get into battle. Hallelujah. But we come out victorious. Hallelujah. We thank God. Uh, hallelujah. Because the afflictions of the righteous may be many, but the Lord promised to deliver us from them all. And so we thank God for the choir on this morning. We want to direct your attention to the word of the Lord uh, on this morning. I believe that I have somewhat to share, and I certainly solicit your prayers on this morning. I want to read from a couple of passages of scripture on today. And so we would that if your Bible Bibles are somewhere nearby, or uh, if you've got a Bible app on your phone, if you have it nearby, if you would just go with me to a couple of passages of Scripture. From the book of James, the first chapter, the second through the fourth verse, and also 1 Peter, which is not far from the book of James, 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 14. The book of James chapter 1 verses 1 excuse me verses 2 through 4 and then also 1st Peter chapter 4 verses 12 through 14 I'm going to go ahead and begin reading it says my brethren count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect an entire wanting nothing. And then when we skip over to 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at verse 12, it reads like this. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, 
that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. The word of the Lord is blessed. Just before we engage God in prayer, I want to use as a thought and a theme for today that no matter the test, keep on glorifying God. No matter the test, keep glorifying God. Precious Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the visitation of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have the ability, even now, to move through the airways and the byways, Lord, the skyways. And we thank you, Lord, that your, uh, your spirit has the ability, God, to go to where ever this broadcast is being viewed. And we, and we pray, God, because we already know that many are going through. But you have promised in your word, oh God, that it takes a certain kind of individual. It takes someone who is steadfast. It takes someone who is committed, Lord, to go through what it is, oh God, that we're presently going through, that we might come out on the other side with great, with great power, with joy, with the kind of anointing, God, that you're working in us even at this time. God, we pray, God, that you would look upon those that are sick, that are being under siege, oh God, that are under attack. Give them to know, hallelujah, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. That trouble doesn't last always, hallelujah, but tough people have the ability to sustain it. And when they are tried, hallelujah, they come out giving you the glory. And so we give you glory now, God, in advance. Hallelujah. We realize that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But you promised in your word that you would deliver us out of them all. And because we have your promise, because you're a man that cannot lie, the son of man that need not repent, we give you glory and praise in advance for what you're doing, for what you're working out in us, and ultimately what you're taking us to. In Jesus' name, we praise your name and glorify your name. We say thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you on today. In consideration of this particular text, uh, my mind reflects not only on the writing uh, of, of Peter, but also the writings of James as well as the writing of the Apostle Paul. It appears that whenever uh, it comes to testing, these writers seem to have something to share that, that's common, one with another. These writings suggest to us that out of the mouths of two or three, that every word of God should be established and that, that God is doing a, a certain work in us even now. That there is a that there's a doctrine, that there's a, a teaching of the believer that we should take to heart and begin to understand and know. 
James, when he opens up his epistle in James, he speaks of, uh, of demonstrating a level of joy when we encounter diverse temptations. To be able to maintain a stable walk with God while being besieged and attacked by the enemy who is trying his best to influence the believer into giving in to the lust of the flesh, giving in to the desires. Uh, glory to God. Turning our back on God. Uh, hallelujah. But he's encouraging us to maintain a level of stability. James lets us know that it's, it's just the trying of our faith, knowing that out of what it is that we're actually going through, that, that God allows us to go through it so that he might be able to work his work in us, encouraging us to resist the temptation or the lust that we might go backwards but maintain a, a steadfastness in the word of God so that ultimately we might be complete and perfected in him. Paul also uh, characterizes the sufferings that we presently go through as a believer as something that is done in exchange for a greater reward from God and an increase of the knowledge of God. In his epistle, in his epistles, Paul begins to write that, that he had, had, had suffered loss because uh, of his love for God, because of his faithful walk with Jesus Christ, but that in spite of anything that he had lost, he considered it really to be gain because he was exchanging it for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Glory to God. And so it was certainly worthwhile that anything that he lost, what he had gained by his, 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 his relationship with the Lord Jesus had more than compensated him for his suffering. He fashions the afflictions that he has sustained as temporary and momentary because they worked a far more exceeding and an eternal weight of glory. Which causes us to become aware that there is a relationship between sufferings that we actually go through and our ability to maintain a, a level of equilibrium and stability in our walk with God. And what we begin to understand here in scripture is that whenever trials come upon the child of God who is endeavoring to establish and maintain and develop his, his walk with God, it also introduces us to a certain degree of, of uncertainty. The uncertainty comes because I believe that, that the word of God is, 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 is trying to get us to a place to where we're in the will of God and we're walking with God. And when we're in the will of God, or we believe we're in the will of God, when we're walking with God, we have an expectation that when we're walking with God, things are not supposed to go terribly awry. Many of us subscribe to a philosophy that if you do what's right, good things will happen in your life. And if you do bad things, that you will be punished for the bad things that you do. We are taught 
according to Galatians 6 and 7. To be not deceived, God is not mocked, that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's correct. I believe that's right. But there's a problem with this scripture in that it doesn't give us a timetable as to when we might be able to reap what it is that we've sown. The consequence of our behavior is not always immediately realized whether we're doing good or doing bad. And so it leaves us uh, with, with a mindset that someone who is doing their best to increase their knowledge of God, someone who is developing their walk with God, hallelujah, when you're doing that and you're doing what's right, you expect to receive some immediate recompense for whatever that behavior is. If I do what's right and I'm not rewarded for the good deed that I've done shortly after it's done, then my mind processes uh, what, what my lack of being rewarded as God not keeping his word. On the other hand, if I do something that's sinful and I'm not immediately condemned for it right away, then my thinking is that God must have missed it and it sort of give me a license to actually try and do it again. Most of the time, too many of us deal with God from a results standpoint of view rather than a relationship standpoint of view. And because God is working at developing a relationship with us, he doesn't always respond to our behavior immediately, whether our deeds are good or bad. And so what ends up happening is that when we do come, to a trial. There is a tendency to become unstable because we were not expecting what we actually are getting right now and because we're not expecting for bad things to happen to us especially when we're trying to do good and walk with God it begins if you're not careful to affect the way that you think. But James here, in an effort to get us to look at the trials in the test of life from God's standpoint of view, when they come, hallelujah, to be able some way, somehow to be able to appropriate joy with what's going on in us based on the realization that what a trial is actually ultimately, when God allows it to come, what it's going to lead to. That the trying of your faith results in patience. And this test is brought on because of the ongoing developing relationship with God. And after you have gone through what you go through, hallelujah, you realize and begin to understand how that God is in the process of perfecting us and completing us. And the ultimate end is there will be no lack in our relationship with him. 
and because God is in the process of making us stronger and wiser and better as we see our walk begin to improve in God many of us begin to catch it we begin to understand what God is doing and so when God has us in test mode some of us are learning how to praise and magnify God in spite of what's happening all around us that's why we continue to say that even through this present situation that we're going through, this present crisis, uh, this present pandemic, uh, hallelujah, when suffering uh, is everywhere, when confusion is all around, we still contend uh, because we have faith in what God is doing, uh, even though we can't see all the evidence of it, uh, that there will be glory after this. We learn that one of the primary reasons that God takes us through seasons of testing is so that we might be better able to understand that God is in the process of doing this to make us better, not bitter. Glory to God. So that he might appropriate or that we might appropriate joy to what God is doing, knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we're going through, uh, if we have the ability to say God is going to get some glory out of this, then we are able to have joy uh, even in the time of sorrow. Uh, the Bible says with joy, uh, we drain water or draw water from the well of salvation. Joy should be the response when we're going through. In the case of Joseph, I believe that it was the joy that he had in the Lord. Glory to God. And that joy was increased because of what he was going through. He didn't like it. Glory by my God. But I believe that he recognized that with every test, it was exalting him higher and higher in the place of God. And so because he understood this, he could exhibit joy uh, when he was in the pit. Uh, he, could, he could exhibit joy uh, in Potiphar's house. He could exhibit joy uh, when he was in prison. Uh, hallelujah. So that ultimately he might experience the real joy of the Lord uh, when he entered into the palace. Can you imagine the depth of joy that an individual has to have in order to understand uh, their quality of life uh, is not defined uh, by stuff, uh, not defined uh, by the physical blessings uh, that one acquires. Uh, Luke 12, 15 uh, says, uh, Hallelujah, for a man's life consisted not uh, of the abundance of things uh, which he possesseth. Uh, so you have to uh, be able to realize that when it comes into when we come into a relationship with God that God is not concerned about how much stuff that he can actually give you he's much more concerned with how much of himself he can deposit into the womb of your spirit so that at some point he might be able to extract the glory out of your life and so we become the workmanship of his hands 
So the most valuable commodity of the relationship uh, between us and God, uh, hallelujah, glory to God, from a standpoint uh, that God is looking at, uh, the most the valuable commodity uh, is not the car in my driveway. Uh, it's not the house in the gated community. It's not the spouse that God has given me, nor is it the money that I might have in the bank, uh, hallelujah, or retirement fund that I might have uh, in an IRA or the job that I have as a result of the education God has blessed me with. Hallelujah. Shame on you if you think that, 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 that this is the way that we should gauge our value. Not in the eyes of God. This is the way that man gauges and judges value. The greatest, most valuable commodity. Glory to God. From God's standpoint of view, it's not the stuff that he's given you but you yourself what is it about you what qualities do you possess that he's working on you so ultimately you might become who he's called you to be and so second corinthians 4 7 it says but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of god is not in us glory to god but it's in him to understand that these things uh, that are uh, 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 that God promised that he would give uh, are just byproduct uh, of the relationship uh, and only the relationship that's beneficial to both us and God that we might be encouraged uh, that we might be inspired uh, to become the best ambassadors uh, for Christ that we can possibly be God wants to make you so valuable that if you didn't have any of this stuff at all that the deposit uh, that he has made or is making on the inside of you the fact that he is molding you and fashioning you into the image of his son uh, is so valuable that he would still visit you uh, hallelujah and commune with you uh, in the cool of the evening uh, if he didn't give you anything at all uh, God wants to make me uh, the type of person uh, that if I was totally destitute uh, of any material goods uh, that someone would still uh, want to sit with me and talk with me be drawn into my presence uh, as a result of the godliness uh, that's down on the inside of me so in order hallelujah to do that God has to take me and begin to mold me and begin to shape me he has to change my attitude towards suffering he has to change the way that I think regarding the fiery trials that come to try me he has to make sure hallelujah that when I view it hallelujah I don't view it from a standpoint that the enemy is trying to take me out or God is trying to do something bad. Hallelujah. God wants me to understand that he doesn't have, glory to God, any interest that much in what's the, what the outer part looks like. Glory to God. But he's much more interested in changing my mind, changing the way that I think, ultimately putting his spirit down on the inside of me. See, it's easier for us to package something on the outside in order to make whatever is on the inside appear to be valuable. 
it is easier for us to actually do something like that than to actually allow God to change us on the inside so that what's inside of us really becomes the thing of value. Oftentimes, we are much more engrossed and preoccupied with trying to make sure that we look a certain way on the outside rather than making sure that our real value and our real worth uh, is really what's on the inside. We are pretty good at dressing up and packaging up this outside. Uh, hallelujah. We invest an awful lot. Uh, we're trying to make this outside, uh, hallelujah, look attractive. Uh, we enhance our hair. Uh, hallelujah. We enhance our eyelashes, our eyebrows. Uh, we do our face with makeup. Uh, we, we have our nails done. We package our body uh, in St. John's and Lillian Taylor and Neiman Marcus and Vogue. Uh, we buy $1,500 suits, $500 shoes uh, all trying to dress up what's on the outside uh, when God is not interested with how we dress up the outside uh, but really what's on the inside so when it comes to what God is doing in this season it has nothing to do with our outside man but it has everything to do with what he's working on uh, us on the inside God wants us to be so valuable on the inside that even when we're not fashionable on the outside, what we have on the inside brings God the, brings God the kind of glory that's due his name. The Bible says, for the Lord doesn't see as man sees. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And it's what's on the inside that God continues to work on. So it is this thing called tribulation that God uses in the life of the believer. And this tribulation comes in forms of pressure, op opposition, distress, affliction, struggle, trouble. And it would appear that God is using all of these things uh, to mold us and make us into the person that he wants us to be. So it becomes important for the individual who is in relationship with God, uh, hallelujah, to begin to rejoice and have joy in tribulation because you get to the point where you begin to understand the mind of Christ that God, uh, hallelujah, is in the process uh, 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 in spite of all of the trouble that's around me, uh, we begin to understand what God really wants us to do. Uh, is count this all joy and the scripture says to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so once I begin to understand this, now I have the ability to exalt God. I have the ability to bless his name in spite of what I'm going through. I'm not sure who I'm talking to, but somebody needs to know that in spite of what you're going through, hallelujah, every time the devil hits, every time trouble comes, you need to riff your hands and say, hallelujah, anyhow, for 
for God I live and for God I'll die. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You've got to be able to understand that what I'm going through, I'm not going through it in my own strength, but because God is transforming me into the image of, of his son, he is using the grace of God that enables me to continue to hang in there even if I don't feel like it. Now my walk with him is not just now results oriented but my, my life now is becoming much more relationship oriented. My relationship now reflects that of the apostle Paul hallelujah in being able to say like the apostle Paul said hallelujah nothing shall separate me from the love of God and as long as I'm in this relationship with God I know that in spite of all that I'm going through that everything is going to be alright would you just give God a praise right there if you know that everything is going to be all right this is why whatever the challenge is it will never move me from the place of giving God praise from the place of giving God the glory from the place of being able to exalt God in whatever circumstance I find myself I understand that I was created to give God the glory and no lack of luxury comforts uh, hallelujah can stop me from doing uh, what God has created uh, me to do uh, he created me to praise uh, he created me to give him glory uh, and so that's what I'm going to do uh, there is somewhat however an oxymoron that is stated here in the scriptures when we begin uh, to move into first Peter chapter 4 when uh, the scripture says beloved think it not strange uh, concerning the fiery trials uh, which come to try you I find that strange I find that somewhat contradictory I'm trying to wrap my mind around that because the idea here uh, hallelujah has the ability to have us look at love and fiery trials and see them going together when we begin to look at this this contradiction hallelujah these things seem at least in my mind to oppose each other there seems to always be an issue especially with us who believe that we love God hallelujah when when it comes to love being associated with suffering because none of us are expected to suffer when somebody says they love us when you say I love you I'm not looking for any pain from you when you say you love me, I'm expecting you to stand by me. I'm expecting you to stand in the gap with me. I want you to be able to use every resource that's available to you to help 
uh, alleviate any suffering that I'm, that I'm going through. I, uh, you said that you love me, so I'm looking for you to provide emotional support and physical support and spiritual support. I'm looking for you, hallelujah, to shower me uh, with gifts. Uh, I'm looking uh, for you to actually comfort me uh, whenever I'm in a situation, uh, hallelujah, where I need comforting. Uh, hallelujah. Anytime there is suffering, uh, we have difficulty seeing uh, love in it. Many of us, when we were when we were young, growing up, and I know that I'm speaking to multiple generations, but those of you that are in my generation and maybe even a generation behind me had a problem with being chastened because we never associated love with a whipping. We never associated love with punishment. And those that grew up in my generation never experienced time out. But the word of God says, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. It is God's love that knows what we shall be. And it's his love that actually orchestrates the path that you and I take in order to get us to the destination that God has already predetermined. God doesn't mind being misunderstood by his child and having you questioning uh, what he is doing because uh, when you question what he's doing uh, in the mind of God, uh, it's a sign that you're being changed. Whenever you are trying to figure out what God is trying to do in your life, uh, hallelujah, because you're undergoing, uh, hallelujah, a certain mindset. When you begin to question God, uh, it suggests to God uh, that you're undergoing a metamorphosis of sorts. And so it's all right uh, for us to question God uh, when we are in the midst of challenging times because God uh, wants us to know that we are beloved. Uh, there's something special uh, about that word beloved. Before I go on uh, any further, uh, it goes farther than just love. Uh, this is not conditional love. Uh, when he says be loved, uh, this is infinite love. Uh, that I love you in spite uh, of yourself. Uh, I know everything thing there is to know about you. Uh, I know all your quirks, uh, all your idiosyncrasies, uh, and I still love you. I still have a plan for you. You're still the workmanship uh, in my hand. Uh, so be loved, think it not strange. Hallelujah. When you have to go through this pandemic, uh, think it not strange. Uh, hallelujah. When you can't see your way from week to week, uh, think it not strange. Uh, when there's civil unrest uh, everywhere, uh, but God says, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, hallelujah. But rather than worry, uh, rejoice uh, when you see all of this stuff happening uh, because on the backside of the trial, uh, on the backside of the test, uh, you're going to get better. On the backside of the test, you're going to become stronger. I'm setting you up for a greater blessing. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. So Peter reminds the people in this letter that you're going through a lot of suffering right now. 
and you're going through trials. But in the midst of all these trials, I want to assure you that God loves you with all of his heart. Hallelujah. God has promised. He never lets you go through more than you could bear. He promised that there's no temptation that has seized you, but such as is common to man, that he's faithful and he will make a way for you to escape it, that you might be able to bear it. And so the writer says, think it not strange. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when God began to share this with me, I begin to praise God that he has given me the kind of love for him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That makes me hang in there. It caused me to understand that God has the kind of love for us that looks past who we are to see who we can become. Hallelujah. That my weakness that in my weakness uh, his strength uh, is made perfect uh, and his love won't stop uh, his love won't be satisfied uh, his love uh, glory to God uh, hallelujah won't be he won't be okay uh, until we become uh, everything uh, that he has purposed for us to be and so he says to stop thinking that when those strange trials come upon you that they're coming upon you to take you out. But think this way, that it's just natural when a certain fiery trial comes your way. Because it's an indication when the fiery trial comes your way that the hand of the Lord uh, is upon you. Uh, when God's hand is upon you, uh, it's natural uh, for controversy to come your way. Uh, when the Lord's hand is upon you, uh, it's natural uh, for Satan to try to destroy you. Uh, when the Lord's hand uh, is upon you, uh, trouble uh, will gravitate your way. Uh, hallelujah. So, so when, uh, when you begin to think uh, about what's happening to you, uh, how you think about it becomes critical. Your thinking causes you, uh, hallelujah, to know uh, that whether or not you're in the will of God uh, or it causes you uh, to doubt the power of God. Uh, I choose to believe uh, that there is no power uh, that's greater uh, than our God. Uh, you have to know uh, that the reason that you're being criticized, uh, the reason that you're being talked about uh, is because the hand uh, of God is upon your life. Uh, the reason that the enemy is attacking your family. The reason why sickness seems to come out of nowhere is because the hand of the Lord is upon you. You are something special in the plan of God. And so it becomes important for you not to worry about what the enemy is doing. For the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding uh, and eternal weight uh, of glory. Uh, somebody just give God a praise uh, right there knowing that uh, there is going to be glory uh, that's going to come out of this suffering. Uh, I'm getting ready to close. Uh, I don't know who this is for. Uh, hallelujah. I feel uh, that God is pushing me. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, it's here uh, where this level of suffering uh, is referred to uh, as a fiery trial. 
trial, which insinuates that someone is being tried by fire. It is being compared. Hallelujah. This trial that you're going through is being compared to gold that's being refined. Hallelujah. By putting it into, hallelujah, a furnace. It means that God has a, has to have or gold has to have a quality in it in the first place in order for it to be put into a refining fire to be processed so what am I saying here I'm saying that there must be a quality in you hallelujah so that makes you qualified to go through what it is that you are going through because if you weren't qualified hallelujah hallelujah it would suggest that there's no quality you're going through this test because God is purifying you you're going through this test so God can can work his will uh, in you. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, so in order to do it, uh, God has to put you in the fire uh, because he sees something uh, in you uh, that you might not even see uh, in yourself. Uh, I'm reminded uh, of the song, uh, hallelujah, that Marvin Sapp sang. Uh, I'll just extract uh, one of the lyrics uh, that he saw the best uh, in me uh, when everybody else around uh, could only see the world. First, uh, so God saw something uh, in you uh, that he had to bring out uh, that was hindered uh, by your uh, by, by being uh, a weight around you uh, hallelujah he had uh, to get it out of you uh, the fear he had to get out uh, the doubt he had to get out uh, the disobedience uh, he had to get out uh, and so God is allowing you to go through the fiery trial uh, because he knows uh, that if the fire gets hot enough hallelujah somebody say hot enough if it gets hot enough it won't destroy who you are it will just burn off everything that's not like God hallelujah just wave at somebody and tell them no matter the test keep on glorifying God no matter how tough it gets keep on glorifying God no matter how weird it gets keep on glorifying God no matter how hot the furnace is, keep glorifying God. Paul says in Romans, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we, we glory in tribulation also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Patience experience. Experience hope. Hallelujah. Because the love of God. Hallelujah. And hope make it not a shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So when you feel as though you're under attack. That the that's the time to give God the glory. When you learn how to praise God in the face of adversity. That means that you're getting stronger when you learn how to trust God, when you can't trace the process. Hallelujah. When you can't figure out what God is doing, it just means that you're being changed because you know that God is causing his strength and his anointing to be increased in you day by day. One of the 
things I've learned about the anointing uh, is the anointing uh, doesn't rub off on you uh, because you stand next to somebody uh, that's anointed. Uh, the anointing comes uh, because you've been through some stuff uh, and you refuse uh, to give in, uh, but you held your integrity uh, through the fire. Job said, hallelujah, and I bless the Lord for this. Thank God that I remembered uh, what the Lord said uh, in the book of Job. Uh, it, it says he knows the way that I take, uh, and when he has tried me, uh, I shall come forth uh, as gold. Uh, and I believe that God is saying to somebody, uh, hallelujah, that the level of anointing uh, that's getting ready to come upon you, uh, hallelujah, that's getting ready to be released uh, in your life uh, is based uh, on the amount of suffering uh, that you've had to endure uh, the amount of trouble uh, that you've had to, uh, that you've had that you've had to sustain uh, that the blessing uh, that he's getting ready to pour out on you uh, is going to make up uh, for all of the hell uh, that you've already been through uh, hallelujah I hear the word of God say uh, that the suffering of this present time uh, is not worthy to be compared uh, with the glory uh, that shall be uh, revealed in us. Uh, somebody ought to give uh, God a praise right there. Uh, give him a praise. Uh, give him a praise. Uh, tell somebody that's near you. Uh, just keep giving God uh, the glory. Uh, when you're sick, uh, keep giving God the glory. Uh, when, you're, uh, when you don't feel uh, like going any farther, uh, give God the glory. Uh, when the death is after your joy and after your peace keep giving God the glory dare not to give up don't you ever give in hallelujah because he that has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ just shout I'm gonna hang in there I'm gonna keep going yes Lord yes Lord somebody need to tell the devil uh, that I've come too far uh, to turn around now. Uh, I've come too far uh, to throw in the towel uh, and give up on God. Uh, God's brought me too far. He's done too much for me. Uh, hallelujah. That this is not the time uh, to get weaker. Uh, this is the time uh, to get stronger. Uh, hallelujah for the redemption uh, of the Lord. Uh, the blessing uh, of God uh, that you've been waiting for uh, is nearer than when you first believe. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like giving God the glory. I feel like giving God the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got to give you up. Hallelujah. But somebody needs to know that weeping may endure for a night. And hallelujah. Glory to God. But joy is coming in the morning. Somebody needs to know that at the breaking of the day uh, is just over the horizon uh, that it won't be long uh, until the sun uh, is going to shine uh, in your life. Would you give God uh, one more praise? Uh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep giving God the glory. I want to pray for someone right now. Hallelujah. I realize hallelujah, that sometimes you just need hallelujah, for the word of God to penetrate your spirit, to get inside your mind and begin to wash away fear and doubt. Hallelujah. So that we don't become skeptical, but become people of faith. The word of the Lord says that without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Somebody needs to just reach up and catch a hold of faith on today. Knowing that God is faithful to whatever he's promised. If he's promised that he's going to bring you out, you just need to keep praising God. Knowing that the more that you go through, hallelujah, that's the more that God is going to reward. Would you bow your heads with me in a word of prayer? Gracious Father, we come thanking you, Lord, for, for your word that has come. Thank you for the assurance that we have. God, as long as we allow ourselves to stay in relationship with you, you've already promised that you would never leave us. You would never forsake us. You would be there. That you would be our shield and our defense. That you would be our protector, our provider, our comforter. Whatever it is, Lord, that we need. Hallelujah. We realize that all of it is in you. And so we ask, God, that you would help us in this hour to look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that our help comes from the Lord that has made heaven and earth. That when we see the trials and the tests coming, that that's a time to begin to give God praise. We have to associate joy with the trouble because we realize that you're at work. Hallelujah. Causing your will to be realized in us. Somebody God. Hallelujah. That's on the verge of oh God of giving up. We pray that this word has caused them oh God to gain a level of faith and trust that they would hold on to the very end. We thank you Lord that we have your word we have your word on it, O oh God, that, the, that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you'll deliver us out of them all. We've got your word that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord would raise a standard against him. We have your word that no weapon that's formed against us is able to prosper. Not that it won't be formed. Hallelujah, but it won't take us out. And so because we have confidence in you that whatever you have spoken, you're going to bring it to pass. God, we give you praise now. We give you glory and honor now. We thank you, Lord, for your strength. Hallelujah, that's even coming through this test and this trial. Hallelujah, and we praise you for it. Anybody can accept the good times, but it takes someone with strong resolve, a healthy relationship with you, to go through the test. And so we thank you now. Hallelujah, the word says to us that after we have suffered a while, that you would strengthen us, establish us, and make us perfect. And so we give you glory and honor and praise now. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask all these things. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you on today. We pray that you would have a strengthened week, that you would keep looking up. This is not a time to be looking down, but this is a time to be looking up for our Redeemer draweth nigh. God bless you on today. Praise the Lord for you. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit. 